Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. What's up, Fungal Associates? Welcome to this very special episode of Completely Arbitrary. This autumnal... <laughs> autumnal day. Yeah. Still figuring out this stand. Yeah, we well, you got a new one. It's it works, so you're used to compensating I, yeah. for that old broken one. Exactly. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Uh, hey, Case. Hi, Alex. Uh, I'm Alex Croson. Hi. <laughs> I am Casey Clapp. I'm the host of this show. We talk about trees, other related topics. Yes, Casey. We're doing something a little special today. Yes, we are. Uh, should we? Should we just? Should we just put it out on the table? We are ending completely arbitrary. <laughs> oh my God, no. No, we're definitely not. Sorry. Everyone who just shocked or got shocked, we're sorry. No, I'm you know, sorry. You, you know what? We're only just beginning. What? Yeah. Everyone, yes. Yeah. Well, we can put it out there. We got a lot going on. I think we should just say all the things that are happening. All right. Why we weren't able to put out our normal show this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then get everyone stoked for what's coming up. I think people will be very uh, forgiving and kind. They always have, Casey. Yeah. I think that's very fair. Um, I, ha- I have not slept in 48 hours. <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah. Please. That's, that's forgive my us big and thing. Be kind. Um, I don't know why this happens from time to time. Mm-hmm. I just get a little insomnia fever. Yeah. And I can't fucking sleep, man. That's the way it goes sometimes. And my brain is completely broken. I have nothing in me. Yeah. Uh, you I, are an empty shell, Alex. I really feel that way, Casey. You're gorgeous empty shell, though. <laughs> well, thank <Just> you. Clear. <laughs> I cannot imagine I look good right now. <laughs> you don't, you, you don't, you don't, you don't look anything, anything different. You, you look a oh, little. that's good. <laughs> well, you no, know, that's because you look good. I you know t- what I you're saying. I, I don't need to defend myself I also here. don't care. Anyway, I haven't, I haven't slept in a while. I feel miserable. Uh, you showed up today and you said, oh my God, well, sh- we shouldn't record. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so we're not, we're recording this instead and we're going to, we're going to release a, we're going to release a, a bonus episode here. This is, um, a Patreon episode from back in April Yeah, where we talked about the wonderful world of phenology. That is right. Uh, Rhythms of nature and other things. That's right. And we, mm-hmm. we thought it was extra kind of metaf- metaphorically perfect because I am off of my rhythm of nature. Yes, exactly. My circadian rhythm. Yeah. Um, so, but we're also, we're also extremely busy doing a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is why normally, for those of you who want a little bit uh, behind the veil, uh-huh. uh, normally we, we are usually one or two episodes ahead. Like yeah. Most of the time. Which means one or two weeks. 
Exactly, yeah. So we would normally record so that uh, if something like this happens in the future, well, we just say, well, great, we have uh, we got a couple in the bank here, and yeah. we just we release them uh, in a in a uh, time released formula. And we we've, we've used that before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- but this week uh, and over the last couple of weeks, we've both been busy. A doing a couple other things. Uh, this has been the end of summer, so we've had a lot on our plates personally. Also, we have had quite a bit of things going on professionally in the world of completely arbitrary. So we figured if we're not going to give you 100% completely arbitrary, at this moment, we might as well give you a reason why and get you excited about what's going to be coming down the pike. Yeah. So without further ado, Alex. <laughs> My contribution. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, it's a good <clears throat> contribution. What is? What? Uh, you're, you're just, yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, <laughs> what were you going to say? <laughs> I, I'm not sure where I was going. Sorry. I am about to introduce a change that we're making to our Patreon. Oh, wow. Let's get into it. Okay, so for those of you who have been with us since the beginning, uh, we started a Patreon pretty quickly after starting the show. Yeah. And we had three, we have three tiers. Each one of those tiers uh, has been unique. One is, uh, the very first one is a dollar. You just uh, are giving us a high five. We call that the tree huggers. Yeah. Uh, then you have the Arboretum, which is what uh, usually content like this would go on. Mm-hmm. And that is at $5. And then you get some uh, two, two extra content uh, additions each month, whether that is a, a back behind the scenes thing, a full length interview, or um, a chat between Alex and I about something, or we answer your questions, you know, all sorts of different <laughs> stuff that's right it's at five dollars we have one that came out today if you're listening to this on on the day it comes out one with our friend uh dr hazel daniels that's exactly right over on the arboretum yeah and that is uh usually uh, a really interesting conversation with someone interesting about tree related topics whether that is um urban forestry or if that's uh forest pathology in this case with hazel or um talking about some really interesting tree or arborists or something like that arboretums yeah there's all sorts of things Mm -hmm. so if you were paying at the ten dollar level the next level up you're in the coveted cone of the month club where you get a new uh die cut sticker of a cone which is drawn and illustrated by some independent artist that Alex painstakingly seeks out to find the highest quality <laughs> person we can work with. That's right. And uh, that's all we had. We ended it at that and we said, great, let's stick with this forever and always. And we have now reached forever and always. <laughs> the Ragnarok is here, the Casey. The Ragnarok is here. So we are adding, should we, we're, we're adding two, we're adding, excuse me. We're adding, th- yeah. I shouldn't be doing this on, on no sleep. <laughs> no, but honestly, a part of me was kind of like, yeah, let him, let like, What's he going to say? Yeah, yeah, see where this is going. <laughs> We're adding three new tiers, <clears throat> and here's what they are. Number one is the $3 tier. The $3 tier, that's it, between $1 and $5. That's right. It fits nicely in that little valley. $3 tier we uh, is our question and answer tier. Exactly. Uh, once every few months, we do a big marathonic question and answer episode <laughs> on the Patreon where everybody asks their question in the comments of a post that I, that I make. You and I sit down, we read every single one, we answer every single one, yep. and then we post that episode on there. Sometimes it's a two-parter. Sometimes episodes. Yep. <clears throat> We're going to try to do them all in one marathon run. Exactly. Uh, so... 
you know, in a year from now, hopefully they're like five hour question and answer episodes. You have yeah. to scrub through to find yours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, the other thing with that is that um, historically, we've always said, send us your questions. And what we're going to do now is we are going to take questions from Patreon. That's right. So sign up for that $3 level and ask a question. If at any point uh, that question or if at any point uh, we are looking to answer, ask a question on the show, which we do almost, I'm trying to count, every single That's show. That's right. Um, that is where we're going to be taking our questions from. Yes. So if you send us an email, uh, if, it, if, it, if we get to it, we will. But we want to move all that over to, uh, over to the Patreon to make sure that if you do ask that question, it doesn't get lost in our email, which happens far too often. Yeah. It's a lot easier for us to keep track of stuff on Patreon. Yeah. And it's a good way. It's an extra... We want... Part of this whole thing is we, this whole Patreon revamp is we're not trying to take anything away from anybody. Yeah. Particularly our Patreon people. We're trying to inject value. New life. Yeah. Into it. A big syringe of value. Yeah, exactly. Uh, into the Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> like a turkey baster, not was, like, yeah, not like okay. a heroin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, I, I was imagining some like gigantic <clears throat> uh, uh, syringe filled with like green ooze. Yeah. Like, Don't worry, it's value. <laughs> by Dr. Uh, I can't even. Exactly, by Dr. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh, poor Alex. Uh, so that's our $3 tier. We're gonna we're gonna start taking Q and A's from uh from the Patreon for these mainline episodes. We're gonna have Q and A exclusive episodes on there. Yep. So the three dollar tier does doesn't unlock the Arboretum episodes, but it does unlock the Q and A episodes. Yes. So you get to ask a Q and A directly to us that you have guaranteed to answer on the Arbor on the uh, uh, Patreon. Precisely. But also. It's like entering your ticket to get onto the mainline episode. With exactly. A yeah. So ask good questions that are not too hard, <clears throat> and uh, mm. yeah, you'll get it. If they, if they are too hard, then we have to answer them at our next level, which is the Arboretum, that $5 level. Yeah. The same thing. Uh, the big thing, though, that we are changing is if you sign up for the $5 level on Patreon, you get 15% off our store yeah so at this point we have a lovely store we got merch stickers we're going to be getting a couple new things also this winter time um ideally you and i will hibernate in uh in situ and we will come up with a lot of things so when spring comes everyone will be like wow it's a completely different episode or it's a completely different show filled with all these other things life returns yes, to exactly. the earth of completely arbitrary so uh yeah so the five dollar episodes rather so the five dollar Patreon level, uh-huh. we'll get two extra episodes each month, uh, extra content, like I said, either it's a, uh, a conversation between you and I, a fungal-associated press, uh, a longer version than we do on the show. Um, sometimes it's extra content. We're like, man, we didn't even get to talk about this thing about that tree. Mm-hmm. Let's sit down and talk for 45 minutes and discuss that in depth. The most exciting part about that is we've been doing, and I say we, but you've also spearheaded this, doing a lot of interviews with... Um, ologists yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> we have like our own little ologies library building where we yeah. talk to a a tree related uh expert yeah who is an expert in something that you are not an expert in precisely which is most things yeah and uh and we and we we post we post an interview with them yeah exactly and they're pretty wide ranging and um, most of them are really fun i don't know how good of an interview i am but uh, interviewer i am but I'm trying very hard. I would say you're 
you're really good for never having done it. Oh, thanks, Alex. <laughs> and, you know, the sky's the limit. Wow. You really know what to say to brighten my day. Was that was that insulting? No, it wasn't. That was good. I think okay. that was fine. <laughs> All right, Alex. Now, what's oh, the most exciting thing about our next level? Again, we're not taking anything away. So what are we given? Well, in the Cone of the Month Club. The Coveted. Is getting a little bit of a... Zhuzh. Mm, yes. Casey, you'll have to remind me. <laughs> well, here is here's the thing. Yeah. Um, we, I can do the fifteen. I can do the next. Oh tier. yeah, you got those. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So here's what's happening at um, the current moment. We have say um, ten new listeners every couple weeks or so. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that's about the right amount. Okay. Uh, but every now and then, someone joins our Patreon. Oh yeah. Uh, you join our Patreon and. In that month, you are then eligible for that, and anytime you continue your subscription, all the following cones of those months. However, I don't know if you could have said that in a more confusing <laughs> that way. Was a, that was such a good way. Though I said it complicated, essentially, um, when you start uh, the Cone of the Month Club, yeah. you get that cone, and you get any of the cones um, for the rest of the months that you are subscribing. Yes. Um, so we get a lot of people saying, oh man, I'm really late. What cones have you already done? Or they right. look through the old posts, and they're like, man, I really wish I had that cone, or this cone, or that cone, or that cone. Well, now is your chance. At the $10 level, you are able to, A, get the that month's cone of the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it this month uh, right now? Uh, Theoxidentalis. There you go. A beautiful, beautiful painting of the uh, the what? The northern, northern white, white cedar. cedar. Goodness me, Alex. And or eastern something, right? Uh, Arborvita. The Arborvita. Yes. It's 11 cones in one. It's 11 cones in one. So, uh, but here's the thing. Uh, what you're going to now get if you sign up for the Cone of the Month Club mm-hmm. is you are going to get access to a hidden secret store. You can't even find it on the dark web, people. <laughs> oh, my God. You have to You have to get a blockchain. You have to get access to it. Then a VPN. Once you're inside of that hidden store, uh-huh. you will have access to our back catalog That's right. of almost all of our cones. And we're going to start off um, when we first open this up, which should be about the first uh, or the first month or week or two in October. Uh-huh. And we're going to say, "Hey, everyone! Here are all the cones that we have right now. What are the cones that you want to see?" And over the next couple months, we will keep adding um, some of our OG cones, some of the very, very first cones yeah um that we sold out of uh, a year ago now mm-hmm. so um we're gonna do that so that if you join the cone of the month club you will be able to go into that store and you can buy at a discount all of the cones that uh used to be there that's right when you join the cone of the month club from now on and all the current existing members yes if you stay yeah you will be subscribed to the monthly cone you'll get your yep. monthly cone in the mail the brand new cone. You will also have access to a secret cone shop. Yes. The cone zone. Exactly. Where we sell all of our past cones. Precisely. That we have uh, in stock. And then we'll do little special reprints here and there. Yes, exactly. So we don't want to, we, uh, unfortunately, <clears throat> you guys may not know, we are not made of money. So we weren't able to just go back and <laughs> buy all of our old cones because we, we have run out of several. So yeah. we're going to do that in stages. So if you stick with us, um, at some point, all of the old cones will come back into play. For sure. You'll be able to purchase the uh, the new cones or the cones that you missed. Um, and then uh, you'll also, of course, get access to a bunch of other special things. Every now and then we do pop-up sales every now and then we do quick sales every now and then we also just let everyone know and give them something or say hey 
well, what tree do you guys want to do? Uh, hey, what do you guys want to hear about next? Uh, all these other kinds of things that only get at the Patreon. So it's a great reason to sign up at that $10 level. Yes, Casey. Now, but Alex, <clears throat> you promised there's going to be three new levels. That's We've right. only covered one. That's right, that $3 tier. That $3 tier, the one between one and five. That's right. All right, well, what's the next level, Alex? Casey at the $15 tier. Yes. We have what I'm most excited for, I mm-hmm. think, mm-hmm. which is Arbitrary Plus. Oh, yeah. In the vein of... Uh, we're we're poke we're making fun of we're we're doing that thing where we make fun of like all these yeah. streaming services Paramount Plus Discovery Plus Disney, Disney plus. plus Apple Plus Arbitrary Plus That's right Hell yeah Here's what you'll get with Arbitrary Plus Every month you will get a live stream from Casey and I Yep we will do Q&A live streams. We will do informational live streams. We'll mm-hmm. do educational live streams. We will do game nights. Mm-hmm. We will do trivia nights. Excuse me, trivia nights. Thank you, Alex. You can hop on there, join us on the live stream, we'll chat with us. Just It'll it'll be just like the uh, solstice celebration we did last year. Exactly. But once a month. Yes. And it's going to be all kinds of different stuff. And... All of those will be available VOD. Yeah. Which means you get to go back and listen to any past or watch, excuse me, this is a video thing. Yeah, whole new medium, Alex. That's right. You get to watch uh, any past live stream. Yep. The other half of the Arbitrary Plus tier is that once a month, you will be able to watch me, Alex Croson, the purveyor of fine video games. Yep stream a tree or nature or science-related video game mm-hmm. uh, for about an hour. I'll do the same. Something like that. Uh, yeah. Maybe, I mean, if I really like it, I'll play all night. You yeah, know, there you go. And everyone will just be like, oh my God, this is why he doesn't sleep. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So once a month, you get a live stream with Casey and I. Yep. And once a month, you get a uh, live stream from me playing a tree video game. And we'll yeah. it'll be cozy and we'll just chat about the game. And uh, and that's that's for all of our are all of our gamers out there. Yeah, exactly. Of which we have several. There are plenty. Yeah. So that's the $15 tier, Arbitrary Plus. Yes. Now, it should also be iterated that uh, if you sign up at that $15 uh, Arbitrary Plus level, Mm -hmm. you get all those other things below as well. That's right. You're in the Cone of the Month Club. You get the the Arboretum episodes. You get 15% off at our store. Yeah. So that's very exciting, 15 for 15. Now, Alex, there's one more that we have to share with everyone. This is one of my favorites, just because I'd never thought about it, and you did. (laughs) Yeah, so at $20 a month, this is the prestige (laughs) support level. This is strictly the prestige level. Be embarrassed if anybody joins this. Oh, but please do. We love you. Yes, we would love if you did. I'll get over my embarrassment. Uh, At $20 a month, we have what we're calling generous admission. Yes. Uh, you have general admission. This is generous admission. It is everything below. It is all of the, uh, all of the rewards below the cone of the month club, arbitrary mm-hmm. plus the Arboretum mm-hmm. episodes plus $5. <laughs> yes. 
Exactly. Which is a, just like a big tip on top. Yeah, that's really what it is. And uh, we had a lot of talk about this. In fact, we had a lot of talk about how we wanted to restructure this. this we is, really did. We've been thinking about this for, I think, three or four months now. Yeah. Trying to figure out what exactly is right. We don't want to sell out. We want to give you guys good content. We looked at other people's stuff to see, well, what are people putting out there? Um, and this was one option we thought was good because there are some people who have the means and the capacity and are just really um, huge uh, supporters and they just say, hey, we want to support this and get you guys going and get more stuff because the more support we get does two things. One, makes us able to do a bunch of stuff that we are not able to do right now. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is it gets us able to um, focus and ask more questions and say, great, okay, we're what can we do next? What can we make bigger? What can we make better? What can we add to the show? Yeah. Um, where can we take the show, both literally and metaphysically? Content creation is in a weird space right now where you can like you can live full time off of your yeah, theoretically. off of your Instagram account or yeah. off of your TikTok. Wow. Or off of your YouTube uh, channel, man. you know? And it's allowing creatives to pursue their creativity uh full time. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what you and I have been extremely fortunate enough to to be able to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um although, you know, this the the generous admission is like it it's it's just a little extra for us and for the show because the 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 uh what am I trying to say, Casey? Well, I I think the uh the big thing that I am interpreting from what you're saying here um is that it gives us more money to invest into our show. Yeah. And it, that will allow us to put out new merch and talk to new artists and go get ourselves in different places and find uh do live shows and put in the capital to do all these other big things that we have planned. We just haven't quite been able to do it because yeah. you know, in the grand scheme, we are just two guys just trying to put together something fun. So yeah, it's like an investment, really. Yeah, exactly. So this is your investment level um, of completely <laughs> arbitrary. You own point zero zero one percent of the company. Yeah, exactly. Now there's an asterisk on that. The asterisk at the bottom says not really. It's not really the case. <laughs> but yes, you do. Um, yeah. So at this level, you'll basically uh, it's just basically saying yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather give twenty dollars than fifteen dollars. Yeah. And it will allow us to do a couple things um, very explicitly. One, we're also planning a trivia night. And that will be That's a right. live show. Alex and I will be in situ uh, in front of you talking and giving you a huge, um, huge, great fun trivia night. Like you go to a bar and you play trivia. It's going to be like that, but it's going to be arbitrary themed and it's going to be... Uh, done here in Portland. More details to come on that. But um, we can't just do that every month because we have to build up um, kind of how we're going to do it, what we're going to do, uh, invest into that system. It all takes time and money. Yeah. So um, having anything at this level, uh, it will be essentially uh, putting all of that into action and it will give us a lot more freedom to really, uh, really expand the show and our offerings from the show that are outside of uh, the actual radio you're listening to right now. I also want to be kind of transparent and say that like that also like any of this helps you and I like pay our rent, Yo, you yeah, know, yeah, and our yeah. bills. Very, very fundamentally. Uh, we are, we are full time. We do not, this is not like a big company. <laughs> no, it's you and me, baby. <laughs> this is Casey and I. Yeah, we're, we're letting everyone see the back end right now. <laughs> Which I think is important, Casey. I think yeah, it's good. I don't, I, I don't like, I don't like when content creators try to pull the wool over anybody's eyes. Ah, uh, yeah, no. Um, this is Casey and I, and that's it. This is our focus. We do everything. This is our full-time job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you join the Patreon at all, period, period, any tier, you are 
helping Casey and I buy groceries. <laughs> yeah, that's ex- that is exactly right. And I mean that both kind of metaphorically and literally. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, which helps us keep the show going because yeah. if we cannot afford to not have a job, a real job, yeah, then the show ends. Yeah, exactly. So, and we're not holding we're not holding it hostage. No, or no, no one is responsible for this. <laughs> we are responsible. I, did, I maybe I worded it too aggressively. Yeah. Anyway, the show dies if you don't support us. <laughs> you have until midnight. <laughs> uh, and because Instagram loves to tank the visibility of anything that includes the word <laughs> Patreon, we will be sending out all this information on our first newsletter. Oh my God, we're dropping new things like bombs right oh, now. Casey. Oh my gosh, it's so exciting. Yeah, we have been busy. We haven't actually done any of these things yet, though. <laughs> yeah, Alex, that's uh, that's the thing. The it is thinking. all coming down the pike in the next uh, one or two weeks. Yeah, the the planning is the is the work. Exactly. We've done ninety percent of it now. Uh, all we are doing after this is basically uh, literally typing things in and making it actually happen. Yeah. Our newsletter will be coming out um, ideally uh, the first month or the first week rather in October, and we will be sending out um, a newsletter ideally every month. But if we don't have enough stuff. We're not going to spam you or anything. Yeah. But if you're interested, head over to completely arbitrary, I think, slash shop. Arbitrarypod.com. Arbitrarypod.com. And you can sign up for our newsletter, and we will send out some interesting things on there. So a couple things we're going to do on the newsletter. One, we're going to tell you what we're covering. We're going to tell you what's going on in the back end of uh, completely arbitrary. We're going to say, hey... Here's what we're doing. Um, here's something that was brought up from listeners. So we get a bunch of emails from listeners after every single episode where each episode someone says, um, oh my gosh, I love that episode. I heard that you said this. Here's a clarification. For instance, Alex and I um, asked one time like how to pronounce something or like what something is, and then we got a bunch of responses back. Oh, it mm. was about a... How how to date rocks? Oh, and we got a bunch of our geologist friends who's come out and said, "Oh, this is totally easy." And explained it to us, gave us articles. It was it was a delight. We don't really have a medium to put that out and kind of update the rest of you. Yeah. So that's what we're making. That's going to be a section uh, that's going to be reoccurring on our newsletter. We'll say, hey, also we heard from listener so-and-so that this is actually how you do it. Thanks for doing that. Please reach out if you guys have anything else you want to add. Um, We're also going to say, um, here's an update uh, to an old episode. Every now and then we hear about something that we're like, hey, uh, remember when we talked about that thing with that one tree? Well, guess what? It's in the news today. Uh, We'll also include stuff about what I'm doing. I'm doing tree walks. I'm doing consultations. I will be at some point traveling the country again, I'm sure, and I'll let you know in this uh, in this thing if I ever go out and do something, speak at a conference, you know, you name it. Mm-hmm. And Alex is constantly doing cool music things, and this is an opportunity for you to say, well, what is Alex up to? What is, uh, what's the new music? Where can I find it? Where's that new album drop? Where's that happening? So this newsletter will cover at least those things as well as potentially saying hey here's our new merch hey here's our new thing hey check out this artist we work with um and kind of update you on all the rest of the things that you just can't quite get yeah it's like it's like uh i like to think of the newsletter uh as for the arbitrary completionist ah yeah like if you just want like that little extra that uh-huh. little extra tagline on the end of your arbitrary listening. Yeah, exactly. If you're like a real hardcore fan. Right, which, you know, everyone is. We know. <laughs> we know you are. Oh, yeah. We have no casual listeners. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you can go to arbitrarypod.com slash about, and at the bottom of the page there, put your email address in. 
We're not going to use it for anything other than sending you cool tree things. We really absolutely will not. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that, that I think is, those are the, the at least two big things. I guess yeah. we, we said three big things. We got trivia night coming up here in Portland. Uh-huh. Um, it's going to be later in the fall time. Mm-hmm. We have our new levels for Patreon that's going to start in the first week of October. And we have this newsletter that will also be put out in the first week of October, most likely. And we'll tell you all these new cool things that are going on all over the Patreon, or the, all over the completely arbitrary universe. What, hey, the, what's the difference? You know? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I also, Casey, because of my um, because of our busyness and my inability to sleep, we have decided to put out today a bonus episode yes. from our Patreon back in April. Mm-hmm. What is phenology? The cycles. Now I'm recalling. I already said all this in the beginning of that. Yeah, episode. you did, but you you have not a lot of sleep. Well, this is the book. This is the bookend. Exactly. Here. Exactly. Um. So after the after the ad break here, you'll have a uh, you'll have have an ep- uh, if you don't if you aren't on the Patreon you'll have a brand new episode to listen to that's pretty cool um, where and you and I talk about phonology yeah so this is a this is a cool opportunity um, we have to first apologize we didn't get our normal thing out um, although with the unseason um, it has been a we've lost track a few times of how many episodes usually we go twelve break twelve break 12 yeah break. It's completely lost track a wild west out here <laughs> yeah so we're just trying to we're just catching up so uh, yeah. we're, we're all getting we're all getting caught up we're doing what we can yeah well the other thing before we uh, jump into that Alex I wanted to make a note I read some books about um, kind of how phonology works from a trees perspective mm. they didn't call it phonology they're just saying you know what can trees do. And uh, one of the things that they brought up in this is the idea that trees, uh, which we'll talk about here in the this this next little bit, um, how they keep track of time, and uh, kind of makes you wonder. I was talking with a friend uh, when we were doing this last hike. Actually, some three lovely people who picked up uh, my friend Chris and I when we had to drop out of a hike a little early, mm-hmm. and uh, they walked all the way down with us to the the their car, and then they gave us a ride to our car. Very sweet folks visiting in Mount Rainier National Park. So shout out to all three of you for helping us out. And we uh, we were talking about mushrooms, and uh, someone brought up like, "Well, how do you, is that the mushroom? Like, are they, what, what are these mushrooms doing?" And I was like, "Well, mushrooms come up, uh, or when do they come up?" I think was the question. And I was like, "Well, they come up usually in the spring and the fall." And I was like, "But here's the real question: How do they know when the spring and the fall is? Mm-hmm. Mushrooms are underground most of the time. All the fungal filaments and the mycelium. There's nothing that's above ground that's measuring." What time of year is it? What's the temperature outside? All these kinds of things. Those mushrooms are connected to not only the temperature and maybe um, how much water comes into the top of the soil, but if you're in the top layer of the soil, the temperature is kind of the same very often in a a nice stable forest. Maybe it fluctuates a little bit, but the further and further you go down, the more and more stable it is. Um, But the way that those, those mushrooms very likely get their phenological, phenological, Uh, cues are from the connections with the plants and those plants are in the air kind Mm. of as all these uh, these sensors and they have light sensors some sensors that say uh, when there's a certain amount of red light that shines in the early morning they turn on and then when that same amount of light hits it again in the evening they turn off Mm. and there's uh, been some science that has showed this exact thing it's cool there's other things that they can uh, measure how long a day is because of that light and they remember the whole time and that's the real thing that I was like how exactly do they do that how do they remember 
these things. It's very fascinating. Um, but it was a curious conversation because we talked about the fact that if a tree is doing it, it's also giving certain signals to the fungal associates, and those fungal associates end up doing other things on the same kind of schedule because they're all interconnected. So beyond the fact that there is a phenological timing of everything, um, it's also interconnected throughout the different uh, trophic levels and throughout different entire uh, f- uh, domains of life. Mm. So just to, just to wet your appetite a little Ooh. bit, you know? Consider, consider it wet. All right. Wetted. Alex. Uh, there's an H in there. W H uh Oh like a like a whetstone. I think that's the case. Is that the right? You wet your appetite? It's like you mm. sharpen it or Oh, okay. You know I thought what? it was like you start drooling because you're so hungry. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that's the case. Mm. Yeah, but I'm not well sure. with that, we uh <laughs> we say goodbye. Thanks for listening to our to our Patreon breakdown. Those changes Rolling out uh, in quarter three here. Yeah, oh, wait, I think this is kind of far out. At Arbitrary Media. <laughs> All right, everybody. There's a, there'll be an ad break and then, and then that phonology episode. Thank you so much for uh, being flexible with us while I uh, sl- slowly go insane. <laughs> um, we love you very much. Thanks for listening to Completely Arbitrary, and we'll see you next time. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. What's up, Fungal Associates? Welcome to the Patreon of Completely Arbitrary, the Arboretum. Casey, what just happened? I don't have any water in my water bottle, Alex. It's empty. You shook your bottle all about, and then you made a face like, ah. Yeah, it was an oh no face. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no, Mr. Frodo. We're out of Lombus bread. Uh, do you want to refill? I could probably easily refill nope. it for you. Nope. Nope. Are we recording? Yes. Can't go back now. Wow. We're doing Can't this whole un-record. episode water-free. Yeah, yeah. By the end of it, I'm going to sound like the, uh, the mummy with a... a a mouth that's very dry. You, mm. you, of course, have seen The Mummy, Brendan Fraser's uh, singular best movie. Uh, no, I don't think I have. Wow. I mean, second only maybe to Tarzan or, no, no, J- George of the Jungle. George of the Jungle. Fabulous movie. Legally a very a very important distinction. Hey, have you actually, uh, ever, have you re-looked at that? Uh, like just Googled George of the Jungle? No, is it bad? No, I'm sure it is. Yeah, I haven't watched the movie in a long time. Uh, but... Uh, Brendan Fraser, you're familiar with the guy, the character? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, me and my good friend Max, we've always said that he's the, the top B-list actor there ever is. Oh, sure. He just never, he's, n- he's not in any blockbusters. No. But uh, other than The Mummy, that was like his big thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe like uh, that one where he's a Canadian mounted horseman. Dudley Do-Right, I think is what it was. Wow. Yeah, wow. I really know his discography. <laughs> Look at me. Um <laughs> Back then, I think it was in like 1998 or something when that movie came out. Yeah. And uh, Brendan Fraser 
ripped. Like, oh really? my God. Yeah, you see him now. He's kind of like, eh, I haven't really been acting and uh, no one really hires me for anything. I kind of, you know, a little chubby now. Sure. He's like, he's an old guy. He's chubby. Yeah. Like old people get over time. Sure. But Brendan Fraser back then, like, hey, who's this strappy young, like, wrestler model? I bet so, man. If you're going to be in a movie where you have your shirt off, they need you to have yeah. six packs. He's got all of those six packs. Not only that, but I guess if you are swinging from vines, Liana's, I would argue, they're mm. Liana's, he, uh, you got to be really strong. Upper body strength, mostly. Sure, yeah. Also to hold on to Jane. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. He's got a woman in one arm yeah. and uh, holding the vine with the other arm. Pretty intense. That's that's going to give you some muscles. Yeah, it's exactly right. Well, he's, he's got to survive for a living out there in the jungle. He does. Yeah, this is a it's a it's a, a, a hunter gatherer. Um, I guess he's uh, what what do you remember the story? I think Not he, like, even at all. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll forget about it and we'll we'll move on. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll go back on. and watch it. Actually, was he 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 like went to New York City, right? Uh he was like a, the the gimmick was he was a, a guy who lived in the jungle uh-huh. for some reason. Yeah, I think he was. I, I think that his his uh, uh, was his origin story. There yeah. is the question that we're wondering about uh, because then he. I think you're right. I he think does he go did to go New there, York City. but he's definitely like a white person in the jungles of Africa or somewhere. Yeah, or at least wherever you don't see generally like Eastern Europeans in the forest. You know, it's funny. He also he also was an Encino man. As the Encino man, what is the Enc- titular Encino man? What is that? Uh, Sean Astin. Okay, yeah, and uh, Polly Shore. Oh wow, this they're is a like good cast so far digging a pool in their backyard or something, and they come across a like Cro Magnum man. Oh yeah, uh, frozen in ice. <laughs> That's also Brendan Fraser. Yeah, and they melt yeah. the ice, and it's Brendan Fraser, and he's like this caveman. Oh man. man. Honestly, the breadth of his skills, yeah. exceptional. That movie is just terrible. Like, not even in a fun way. It's just yeah. bad. It makes uh, no sense. Sean Astin? Isn't that the, this is Frodo? Uh, Sam. Sam, yeah. Sorry, of course. Jesus, why did I do that? I, I knew what you, I, but you're going to you. get some yeah. You're going to get some feedback gonna for get that. You're going to get lashings is what yeah. it's going to be. Well, that makes a lot of sense. He was also, there was the other one where he 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 was he grew up in a in another cave underneath ground. What was that one? It was like Blast from the Past, I oh, think. Oh, that's right. Do you remember yes. that? Yeah. I think one of the funniest things is he didn't understand how buses worked. Okay. So he just like uh, didn't know that you like pull the thing. It's like, bing, you stop, yeah. on, stop on here. He would just stand up and be like, bus driver, stop the bus. <laughs> it was just so funny. That's a funny bit. Honestly, it was really good. Was, they uh, they probably they probably mined for a lot of bits. They were like, oh yeah, anything that could, any any funny mishap that could happen with mm. a man from the fifties being teleported basically to yeah. to nineteen ninety nine or whatever it's it was. Just so good. Yeah, uh, urban nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, I love it. I think there's there's some. Uh, Potentially some problematic uh, race uh, stuff in that movie. <laughs> Maybe I don't. I I mean anything from back then probably does, but I don't recall. It's uh, all these movies except for the Mummy. I I stand by the Mummy. I yeah. think that was a. I like the Mummy. I thought that was a good movie. I think he was a good like kind of. I don't know. He's got a. He's got a good way of. He's very charismatic. Yeah, he is. I think so. Um, yeah. he's also recently in this like superhero show. Really? Uh, the Something Squad or the Suicide Squad? No. Hmm. Uh, I forget what it's called, but he plays... You can't see his face. He's just ah. his voice, basically. Ah. I think for the first, maybe, season. Honestly, is that a little, like a, bit of, man. a little bit of a shun as actors get older? They're, I think it's a like, thing. Ooh, hey, honestly, really good. We just want your voice for this. Yeah. We, just, we love your voice so much. I think that's all we need. It's like how any actress over like 40 starts getting mm. cast as like a witch. Oh, yeah. 
I could that would be the worst. Like, hey, happy birthday! And like the next role that comes in is like Maleficent or whatever, <laughs> yeah, or something like that. Oh no, no, no! But not. We don't want you to be Maleficent. We want you to be her grandmother. Right. What do you think? Yeah. Happy this, birthday. This forty-five-year-old woman is now yeah. cast as like a grandma. Yeah. Ugh, it's a world. thing. It's well, too bad. Casey, we're not here to talk about movies, however no. much I might like it. I know. I do like it also. Uh, we're here to talk about... Uh, well, let's see. We we did... Uh, this is this is a part of a series. It is. It is part of a, uh, an ongoing series that I would argue is kind of like kind of like Star Wars, where like you thought it was done, then they do a bunch more, then yeah. they say, no, 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 we're done. Yes. And then all of a sudden, you're just like, they're always going to continue to do this. This is a cash grab. It's a cash grab. Thank you for your Patreon dollars. <laughs> this is a cash grab. Uh, we had what is a tree. We did what is a flower. We did what mm-hmm. is a leaf, I think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, what is a, what is bark? Bark, soil. Yep. Mm-hmm. And here we come back again. Yes. What is phenology? Yes. Emphasis on no R after the H. Right. It's not phrenology. Yes. For which those- is... Uh, phrenology is the uh, looking at, at people's skulls to figure out essentially if they oh are my God. Uh, like like intelligent or something like that. Yikes. Django is the, uh, you remember this scene? Yeah. 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 Bad, bad. You, you don't look at it. It's one of those pseudosciences that were, were used to um, uh, essentially fuel racism. Eugenics? Was it's that part of that? Not quite. Eugenics is more like we should kill the people who are stupid or have some flaw of oh, some kind. okay. That was that. Was that. This is phrenology saying you are less intelligent and here's the anatomy to prove it yikes rather than saying no you you're like it it has nothing to do with that that's awful yeah it's very awful so that's why i'm trying to be very uh specific yeah we aren't showing what it's about phenology phenology yes p-h-e-n-o-l-o-g-y wonderful a-r-b-o-r-t-r-a-r-y uh, yeah, today we're talking about <laughs> phenology, which, as we all know, and I didn't have to Google before we started recording, is the cycle of things. <laughs> that was good. That was really good. Today, uh, the cycle of things per- as it pertains to trees. Yes, precisely. So phenology is uh, it's a, it's essentially the the fancy term for like when things happen. Yeah. And okay. usually it's always on a cyclical basis. I, th- actually, I think specifically it is a some kind of cycle. Mm. So generally the best and easiest thing to think about is when does that seasonal flower bloom every year? It is on a cycle and that cycle or the study of those cycles is phenology. Got it. And it's, it's a, a classical thing where you would read, um, at least I've seen these, where it says, what's in bloom right now? And you have like a big poster mm-hmm. and it says, all the months on the top right. and then all the way down the side is a bunch of different flowers or trees or plants and then it shows uh, the the times in like a shade and like really dark red that's when it's certainly going to be out mm. but some will be out early and some will be out later and then that, that is the same every single year I've seen these with uh, like vegetables yeah. like and fruits what's in season that's in perfect. March you know yeah. now one thing that should be noted is this is like kind of different it's like natural season it's it's not so different though but the, the main thing would be that it's it's planted there and it's just going at its own speed mm-hmm. where the vegetables a lot of times they would start them early inside then bring them outside then plant them and they'd kind of like change that strong finish yeah or like get it started early so it's like oh you got potatoes really early so you could then flip that field around and then have another growth of something else later oh 
for for profit uh, maximization. Yeah, well, profit, but also like maximization of like your land in the season. You know, okay, if you can start things a little early, get them a little earlier, and then get something else in the ground and get more of that later. Yeah, sure. I learned this because, of course, I'm dating a farmer, and uh, she is working with my old roommate, who is uh, her boss essentially. Shout out to Hannah and Catherine. Yeah, exactly. They, uh, I've learned a lot just by not like like uh, I ask them every now and then questions and i get a lot of their info just from osmosis sure so they are also dealing with the idea of phenology but they're trying to use it in a way that is um to the maximum benefit of growing as much food as possible on one given piece of land in one given piece of year Mm -hmm. so what's interesting about this is that you have to study it you got to know well what temperature and what light conditions does this seed need in order to be like it's time for me to grow and start to grow. Right. And that is a very specific timing that you learn from just watching these things in the ground, right? And if you are planting a tree, which I think everyone should be or have should already have done this season, really planting seasons almost at the end now, is you want to plant that tree, then watch it every single year, put on new flowers, put on new leaves, grow, the bud burst, all this kind of thing. And what's interesting about phenology, which again is this periodic event, is you can watch it over time, Alex. And you can say, well, if we have all this data and we can say, at what day did the bud burst on this maple tree 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, and today. You can end up doing that with a billion other things and track it and see how that changes over time or if it changes over time. Casey, that's a, I, I want to stop you there. Yeah. Because it's a good teaser for where this conversation will end up. Totally, yeah. Just but, like taking that feather. And yeah, just, just a little tickle tickle. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> so antsy. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the tree cycle. Let us. As far as I know, there are one, two, three, four, five uh, uh, kind of waste waypoints on this cycle. Oh my gosh! Uh, can can you lead us here? That's I want to know. Is that I, correct? I don't know. I I want to know what five you're talking about. Well, I just looked up a graph. Oh gosh. Okay. Well. So you're well more. Uh, uh, I I'm not looking at anything. Well, you don't need to. Yeah. No. So, well, oh, Alex, I'm, you're too good to me. I'm gonna name them briefly, and okay. you'll tell me if I'm on the right path here. Please do. Okay. In springtime. Yep. Or just before maybe springtime. Okay. You get the leaves coming out. Ah, yes, yes. That's a big part of it. Perfect. That's the bud break when everything says, okay, go. The BB. Yep. Uh, I've also seen it called it, I've seen it called a leaf flush. Mm, I've also heard it called the bay bay. Wow. Yeah. The bay bay. Yeah. Is that a Schitt's Creek reference? I'm not sure. <laughs> Catherine O'Hara's character says, instead of saying baby, she'll say, the baby. <laughs> the baby. Yeah. Um, There's three Bs in that, though. That's like uh, beautiful bud burst. Oh, I see. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Don't me throw you off. Can I hold the baby? <laughs> uh, so you have the leaf flush mm-hmm. or the bud break. Yeah. And then you're going to get your flowers. Yes. Flowering. Yep. Okay. And then once the flowers fall away, you're going to get your fruit. Yeah. Okay. And then once the fruit goes away, uh, you're hitting your uh, uh, senescence. Yes. Oh, great use of the term senescence. Can I almost you, said dehiscence. Ooh. No, yeah. I cannot spell it, and I refuse. <laughs> and then, and then the, uh, and then you start all over again. So I guess that's what f- that's four. Yeah, that's about five. But then I, I thought you were going to include um, uh, the seeds when seeds. Oh, seeding. Grow yes. Up. Okay. Post yeah. fruit. See, you had that. You got your seeding. Yeah, and then a quick, uh, a quick like 
uh, just thought of like what else does this um, examples that I have read about is um, when insects first hatch and open up and start to fly uh-huh. um, when certain like migratory animals come back into an area oh. or um, here's an example I am reading or I just got done reading um, bury my heart at wounded knee not to just take this down a notch but Jesus Christ go read that book people it's it's important reading but the author in there takes pains to use the tribe's own terminology for time. Mm. And they usually would say during the month of this, but we would say the month of December, January. They use phonology and moon cycles. Wow. So they would say this uh, during the month when the grass is dark green. That's uh, wonderful. During the month when the leaves fall, the month when the uh, deer shed their antlers. Mm. And so they are using these cyclical patterns and then saying, okay, we're in the moon that this happens. And so it's very much a timing thing so much that you can use it um, as a means of keeping track of what time of year you're in. But also it is, um, it's used for, it's a, the idea spreads way beyond trees. And uh, in that regard, Alex, it also affects trees because let's say, um, as we noted, if a phenolog- phenological thing happens at the same time every single year, uh-huh. um, the question then is like, well, why does that happen at this same exact time of year? Right. Every year. And usually the answer comes down to two main things, which we've talked about a little bit. Can I guess one? Oh, yeah. Well, is climate in there? Yes. Yeah, well, climate is actually kind of the bigger thing. The umbrella? Thing. Yeah, it's the umbrella. And then it would be two things that kind of happen underneath that. Okay. Um, so one is uh, the amount of light. So I guess, meh, I take it back. It's not quite climate. It's more... Um, uh, the the actual tilt and seasonality of the earth. Okay. So how much uh, during during any given year because of the tilt of the earth, you get either longer days mm-hmm. in our northern hemisphere area or shorter days. Um, shorter during the winter, longer during the summer. Right. But climactically speaking, that also coincides with different temperature changes. So you get colder, shorter days and warmer, longer longer days yes now climactic things would also include um the amount of moisture or precipitation in the air um or how what what's coming and that in in places where there is um like in a tropical area where climate is kind of the only thing that changes throughout the year the amount of daylight stays exactly the same because it's near the tropics Uh um you would also get um that climate of uh, seasonal rains versus dry seasons, that is a phenological uh, stimulus that would make trees lose their leaves in the dry season. When the rains come back, they'd bring their leaves okay. back. But what we're talking about here in the Northern Hemisphere or in any place that has some kind of seasonal change, the climactic thing is usually temperature. That's the, the big key that plants tend to use, trees all, you know, very specifically. It makes sense. I mean, yeah, temperature and I, I would think sunlight is a big part because they yeah. they obviously, fe- they they know when it's sunny. Exactly. And so everyone, for the longest time, when they were doing like phenological studies or phen- phen- phenological, I think I had that right. Yeah, you had that right. Um, they would say, well, it must be when it gets to a certain temperature, the trees basically are like warming, 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 then like, bing! done it's time to pop it's time Mm. to time to get these things going um but that didn't explain why you get some 
for instance, last year in April, uh, it was really warm, like in the 80s for like a couple days and like multiple weeks in April. So if temperature was the only thing, we would have had a bunch of trees that said, it's time, temperature's up, I'm going to go. It must be summertime. I see. But that didn't happen. No. Because trees have more going for them than just paying attention. They, they're way more uh, uh, in, into, intuitive. Intuit? Uh, yeah, I think intuitive. Um, intuit like uh, TurboTax? Uh, yes, yeah, exactly. For those of you who are interested, go to TurboTax. Great transition into our ad. <laughs> yeah, great job. Um, they they are, have more intuition is the term I now realize I was looking for. Casey, I'm also out of water. Oh, all right. Nobody panic. Let's take a quick break, <laughs> refill our bottles. We'll be right back. Wow, everyone, remember, keep your palate cleansed with ice-cold, fresh water. From the bulrushes. Uh, what is that? No, what is it called? <laughs> bull Run Watershed? Bull Run. <laughs> the bull rushes. Good for you. That's Which is great. also a thing. It is. Those are also things. It's a plant. Who, Alex, we were talking about the intuition of plants, I believe. Yes. So, uh, light is the other big thing that that trees pay attention to. Okay, yeah. And essentially it is um they have what is called two main things. It's temperature or degree days where a tree keeps track of how many days the temperature is above a certain degree. Does that make sense? Yes. I'm not convinced by your by your by your intense yes. I think it yes, it does make sense. Okay. Keep, so, let me repeat it back. Okay, go for it. Trees keep track of something. You got it. That was of it. how many days uh, it's been a certain temperature. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. So those are degree days where you could say, um, like, it's in spring, but spring is uh, a really wet and cold one this year. So there's only been four degree days over uh, 80 degrees or something like that. Okay. Um, so the, the other thing is light. So if a tree is keeping track of how many days are warm and it's keeping track of how much light is out there, even if there's a really intensely bright and, um, gorgeously warm day in the middle of February, the day is still only this big. Like it, it is still a short day. So does it work in like uh, majorities? Um, yeah, where it, the, as the daylight becomes longer and the tree's like, okay, and it's dawn, and it starts keeping track of time. Yeah. Sunset comes, it says, okay, cool, it was that long. If it is really short, the trees don't go for it. Okay. They wait till the days get long enough and they get a high enough temperature that where they know that it's spring and that is when they go. Whereas they don't, they don't get tricked by really cold or really hot days when the days are really short. So they have some, they have some, uh, they have some boxes that need checked. Yeah, and not until every box is checked do they know it's game time. Exactly. And they can't be, they can't be tricked by this, these trick questions. Nope, they sure can't. No, but a lot of them are are not being tricked so much as they're adjusting to warmer temperatures these mm. days. So this is something that is bringing phenology into a, a kind of a more intense uh, 
view or more like a more prominent spot in science right now because before everyone's like oh yeah there's there's cyclical natures to things whatever we we get it uh, the same tree happens all the time i will say it's nice to be like oh um in late april when the dogwoods come out look for morel mushrooms this is another thing that they would always talk about the service berry it's called that because that's when you knew when they bloomed you knew that the ground was no longer frozen so you could bury people and have your uh, your funeral services oh my lord yeah pretty intense right so the service berry, which I actually prefer to call the, um, uh, what is it? Oh my God, the Saskatoon. I love that name. Mm. It's my favorite tree name. I think of, of Canada. Yeah, Saskatoon. Of Canada fame. Yeah, the, yeah, because I think there's a place called Saskatoon. Yes, in Canada. Yeah, and they also call the 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 place the the tree the Saskatoon. Oh, not good. the Saskatoon tree. Mm-mm, no, just the Saskatoon. Wow. They'd be like saying the. Well, I guess maybe they could say the Douglas fir tree, the maple tree, the Saskatoon tree. I see. Fun, isn't it? What is a Saskatoon? Uh, it's a service berry. It's a little. Uh, um, oh, that's uh, the name of the berry. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's a it's a medium sized tr- shrub. Why didn't you bristle when I said Saskatoon tree? If it's not a tree, uh, well, it is. It's like a, it's like a tree. It is. It like the Saskatoon. It's another name for it. It's a tree that grows a berry. Yeah. We call it in the United States, we call it the service berry, but they up there call it the Saskatoon. But it's not a tree. It is. It's, it's like a very, very small tree. It's kind of like a, a medium-sized to very small tree, sometimes large shrub. And it grows a berry. Yes. A tree that grows a berry. Yeah. yeah that, well, that's what they call it. I think technically it might be something closer to a poem, but I'm not sure. Okay. I'm feeling, feeling very like intimidated right now. I had to be like, what did I get wrong? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sorry for interrogating that's you. That's all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, can, can we take the light out of my face? No, this has all been a ruse. <laughs> it has been. I can't see Alex's face. It's just, <laughs> I just see glasses. Anyway. I'm God at the gates of heaven, making sure you're <laughs> chaste enough to come in. Can, can I? No, 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 no. You must leave. Oh, sorry for that little off-topic jaunt. Never um, be sorry for off-topic jaunts, Casey. Thank you, Alex. I really appreciate that. That's or else, Or else my whole role in this podcast is for <laughs> not. Yeah. Uh, listen, we need to be straight and narrow, so we're just going to mute your microphone. Just going to have uh, to find Alex. a new co-host. Oh, God. I would never. You might someday. Mm, only if you quit. Would you replace me? Probably not. Really? You'd, no. you'd end the podcast? I think so, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So anyway, keep in mind the power you have, Alex. Wow. That's, yeah. yeah. Look at you. You're like, oh. See, I t- I, you say power, I say pressure. Ah, okay. Oh, wow. Well, I guess heavy is the head that wears the crown. Sure. Or that has the, you know, pressure on it. A crown of thorns. Yeah, there you go. That's what you're doing. No, I don't think I, I, I don't know. I, we haven't ever crossed that bridge because I, I mean, ideally we'll have this for a good long while. But you're such an important part of it. What, what would, you, what would, what, how would I do it? You would I'm, find another, uh, you know, who would replace me? Who? Tobin Mitnick. Tobin Mitnick. Then we have to just do a, po- a comedy podcast <sighs> about trees. S- he'd be so much better at this <laughs> shit. I don't know if he would. I don't know if I could keep up. Mm, the guy's I think fast. He could. He's good. He's You'd have to good. work on your active listening. Oh, geez. I'm trying to. What did you say? <laughs> Sorry. I was, I was thinking about something completely different. Uh, what, a, what a great dad joke. Yeah, there you go. Uh, anyway, kiddo, let's keep going. Um... So, so phenology, uh, right now, so I was going to talk about the service berry. Um, we're noticing that even though generally trees always take into consideration the, the day length, how much light is actually coming in per day mm-hmm. and, and touching it, how much, uh, what the temperature is, how much water is going on. They keep track of all these boxes. When everything lines up, then they go and essentially 
they make sure that they are going as early as possible to take advantage of the the growing season, which is you know limited. But then they also don't want to do it so early that there's going to be another frost and it's going to damage all of their oh. very new parts that are coming out that aren't ready for something so intense. It's a key moment. It, it's really important. And other insects and other things are also paying attention to this because they'll say, it's time to wake up. This is when those really uh, delicate things with no tannins in it are coming out. I'm going to go eat those right now because that's that's the best thing to, for me to do. So they also... What does that mean? Uh, so imagine like a bud's is like really protected. Uh-huh. And then as soon as that bud breaks, all those new leaves and new shoots are coming out. Yeah. And they have no tannins, no lignin in it. They're just like the most delicious, oh. only green stuff coming out with no protection yet. Oh. Because it hasn't like lignified and, and made itself really strong. So insects are like, let's go get that stuff. Yeah. There's, okay. it's, like, it's like basically everything is, is an infant and they have to toughen up over the next couple of weeks and then they're really good to go. They can start taking different amounts of pressures and not have to deal so hard sounds like any other animal yeah it really it's it's I mean, exactly any other animal any other any animal any animal yeah. other animal assuming the trees are animals hey, i see what you're doing there that's the a new hard, science i'm working that's on a hard take <laughs> well it it turns out alex that these uh these things are in fact moving ever so slightly where we're starting to see different trees start these processes a little bit earlier mm. We're starting to see that an insect normally would come out in late May. Now it's coming out in early May, and it is able to attack trees and and get on them really early, then have a second brood later in the summertime, and then do it again. So you're a little overpopulated? Exactly. Where things are things are just getting a little bit out of whack so that all of these triggers are happening just a little bit earlier. And because they're happening earlier, you get more problems because everything has been at the same time and the same rate for so long. Mm. They're used to it in exactly what it is. So you end up getting this issue of the phenology is all of a sudden everyone's like, I think this is changing. And someone's like, it's not changing. You're like, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that last year this came out like two days later. Right. So then they can take these phenological studies and look back and say, well, actually, over the last several years, if we graph the day and look at all the temperature, because we keep track of the sunset, sunrise, the temperatures, the water, we know all that stuff for a given space. Mm -hmm. Now, if we were paying attention and saying, well, this tree and this tree and this tree came out on this day, this day, and this day, and we know that they're always three days apart, or like this happens first, then this one, and then this one. So we know that. And then all of a sudden, if we see each three of those move back a week, everything stays exactly the same. It's still A, B, and C right. in order of, in time. Just a little earlier. It's a little earlier. All of a sudden, people start getting a little bit worried. They're like, oh shit, like this is actually like a climactic change that is not just the classic like, oh man, back in my day, it used to be way colder. Like you can actually, the trees aren't giving into politics. The trees don't care about graphs. They are reacting to actual changes in measurements that they have honed over literally millions of years. Question. Go. (laughs) Well, do you you have one more thing to say? I was just going to say, when you start to see those things change Uh on a measurable way, on things that are not like 
that you can't interpret like, oh, it's weird, it's this, that. Like you can craft it and show this has changed over time. Yeah, that's when you know that there's something that is certainly happening that is above and beyond everything. Like there's no bias in that. Gotcha. What were you gonna say? Uh, so you said we're keeping track of these things. Are there phenologists? You know, I think there are. Like people yeah. who keep track of cycles of maybe you have like a a salmon phenologist who keeps track of when the salmon spawn and yeah all I, that stuff. I believe so. Like there there are at least people who are keeping track of this who are I would argue they're more biologists who are keeping track of the phenology of something. Okay. Okay. So there's also a lot of um, citizen science things that are coming out these days where there's trying to basically go. Um, you out there, you have gardens, you're paying attention, you're a master gardener, you're an arborist, you're 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 involved in these things pretty intimately. Could you just enter the date that you see that dogwood bloom? Enter oh. the date you see that that is the the bud bursts on the ro- on the res red bud happens. Things like that. Uh, is that sort of a similar thing to like um what's it called iNaturalist? Yeah, it kind of is. It's yeah. Like a kind of co-op uh co-op um I don't know what you call it. Uh, cooperative, yeah. It, well, nah, I know what that's called. Okay, sorry. Well, what it, what it is like? Uh, like uh, what is iNaturalist? Oh, it's like a crowdsource. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, no. Okay. The second word. Hmm. Source. No. Uh, crowd. It's co-op. It's crowdsourced. What is it though? <laughs> it's co-opt. Co-opted crowdsourcing. No. no. <laughs> Alex, I'm not good at this game. What is it? It's an app. Okay, but what is it? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Alex. It's been a long day, Casey. It I'm is, sorry. Let's see. So, I mean, iNaturalist is an app where social or citizen scientists or anyone goes out and takes a picture of a thing, identifies, and says, "I found this here," and then yeah, will yeah, offer yeah, different yeah, things yeah. to it. So it's like it's a like database. Pokemon Snap, but for um, <laughs> for, tre- for trees. Yeah, that's exactly it. Okay. Uh, at least that's my understanding. Honestly, I've never used it. I should try. Um, but yeah, so it keeps track of those things, and then you could use that as a big data point, and then you could like... It's a database. Database. That's, that's what I was it. trying to think of. Great. It is a database. Great. So in that database, people are using that all the time. Yeah. Um, other people, did you know that they have used um, studies for... Um, what is that brain game that people used to always play? Uh, mm. still do. It's like... Um, it's not Best Fiends. It's the other one that like said it would keep your... You, it was on every podcast. It was oh. like... Anyway. It was I like cognitive data that yeah, they would do. Yeah, yeah, And they would measure like how good you did on any given day. And a bunch of scientists asked for that data. And they said, yeah, we actually share this. Like This is a part of what we do as a company. And they shared it. And some data scientists did research on particulate matter and found that on any given day when there's a high amount of particulate matter that the uh, the cognitive function of different people reduced wow. at a very measurable level because of particulate matter in the air. Oh, particulate matter in the air. Yeah. So, okay. sorry. That was another app database that they could use that for. <laughs> anyway, I, it's I, something Interesting. Actually, I really want to cover on this topic because you know what trees do in an urban area? Hmm. They help reduce the amount of uh, particulate matter in the air to help filter it. How do they do that? It lands on their leaves, uh-huh. and basically, if the wind is blowing through, it has to go through the leaves of the trees before it actually enters in your lungs. It's kind of a double-edged sword, isn't it? How do you mean? 
I mean, isn't the, the trees getting a bunch of shit all over it? I guess they do anyway. Yeah, but they don't. It doesn't matter. They're not necessarily breathing through. Like they're not breathing it in. Right. And then trying to do cognitive functions. Okay. If it lands on their leaves, their leaves are good enough in they have their pores are small enough that it doesn't really get okay. in there. The most it would do is like if enough soot covers a leaf, you block light. Yeah, it can't photosynthesize <laughs> sure. here as well. But the good thing is, drops its leaves and then pulls it back up. All that particulate matter comes down to the ground and oh. then can be uh, you know. Tree Treated or you know go into the ground and get eaten by microbacteria. Something like sure, that. washed away in the rain. Exactly. Then the tree will pull it back up. So how about that? Anyway, another topic for another time. Cool. Um, the the phenology though is is there's there are these databases people are looking at it and they're seeing these changes and it is it has a lot of implications where. If these different things start happening and throw things just a little bit off balance, you can get explosions in insects that usually would have some amount of pressure to keep them down, keep them to not have a, a gigantic explosion. Mm. Um, aside from the fact that if they, if the temperatures go like below freezing for X amount of time, it'll kill off a lot of these insects. Mm. Now, if it gets warmer, then A, they don't get killed off, and B, they come out earlier and have more broods. And if we can keep track of this, which we, we can, we're, we're starting to, but we're, we're really trying to like, we is science kind of overall is trying to put the pedal down on this and be like let's really start looking intensely because if we can get these measurements and see how it's changed we can we can basically say shit's going wrong we got to figure this out yeah or you know at least be able to say yeah no seriously proof like this is unbiased data nobody's paying this tree to give off certain like hey hey let i'll give you like two times more fertilizer if you just break your butt a little bit later, okay? You get me? Uh, just just a little bit later. You didn't talk to me. Mm. I didn't talk to you. Just, you know. You come to me on the day of my <laughs> leaf's budding. It's terrible. It's the <laughs> worst was, thing I've ever done on this podcast. That was so good, Alex. No. And you asked me to butt out just a little bit later. Mm, okay. I'm, f- I, I'm blushing. I really just, I want to know what happens. Like, you know, let's say that the... The, the the good fungus accepts oh. e- accepts this. We're mixing universes now. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, the we log say, father. We said that the log father uh-huh. uh, agrees, and uh, and then like the next scene, there's just like a tree that drops a limb on a car. Oh yeah. And just like, don't you come in this neighborhood anymore? Yeah. <laughs> we should make a we should make a, a tree. We should make the log father. You uh you go you go to go to go to sleep and you pull your covers back. <laughs> And there's a... It's a split apple. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else could it be? There's a Darien there that's been ripped off of its... Uh, a what? A Darien, like those big gigantic fruits. Oh. Like that smell awful. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> you got to hold your nose. Oh, it's disgusting. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, I had no idea. I'm going to plant that tree tomorrow. <laughs> a bunch of seedlings get pulled up. Yeah, this could be this could be intense. I, I like don't this. I don't think this idea has legs. <laughs> no, no, it has roots, Alex. Oh, it brother. has roots. All right, I feel less bad about my joke. Okay, now. good. Um, so let's see. Yeah, phonology. Uh, the other thing that really is is fun about this that kind of has weird implications. Um, you're familiar with maple syrup, right? I'm familiar. Yes, maple There's syrup. There's some in my fridge right now. Uh, I love Are we it. doing a shot? Uh, if we haven't already, yes, we should. <laughs> um, so maple syrup these ah, days, is, it, it comes with this uh, phenological thing where 
the sap starts to rise and go into the tree yep. only when the temperatures are in the springtime at night below freezing during the day above freezing. So if we all of a sudden mm. um, that starts getting shifted earlier and earlier, the trees may not have enough time to like put a bunch of stuff together or will end up taking too much sap and then they'll have uh, reduced vigor the next year or something like that. And But we can also have to say, well, I mean, we, we are missing the time and the opportunity and it's coming earlier and earlier. So it just throws things off and we don't really understand the implications like by Logically speaking, what if these trees like it, it just keeps getting more and more shorter and shorter until there's like there's they like lose their leaves for a month and then pop them back out? Are our trees going to like grow themselves out? Can they can they handle that happening so quickly? Can I extrapolate here? Oh, oh please do. I'm thinking, you know, these these periods of growth and these this phenological cycle. Yeah becomes more abstract and the periods become shorter or longer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, food crisis? Yeah, totally. I, down, way down the road, maybe these trees just don't grow this fruit anymore. They is that just, a possibility? I think that I think that is. I think mostly it would be that trees are, they are adapted, similar to our, our talk last week where, or two weeks ago, where we talked about the... Um, a plant going from the tropics up to a seasonal place mm-hmm. it is a similar idea that a tree that is used to having that seasonality, if that seasonality starts to change, that tree won't be as vigorous because it essentially is like, I need a nap for half the year, every year. I'm, I'm genetically like predisposed to thriving in that environment. And when you start to shorten that nap, you can get the tree to basically kind of grow in weird ways. And like at the end of it, it will be not putting in all the effort it needs to, to survive the next year, or maybe it'll be putting in too much too early. Mm. And it's essentially just, you have these, these perfectly adapted and attuned things. And then you take that one and you move it to a different situation or you change what it's adapted to. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, we don't know what it's going to do. We know that if you plant a red maple in from the south in the north or a red maple from the north in the south they just grow funky like they they come out too early and they can get attacked by things or they they come out uh too early and then another frost comes and they get destroyed and it's just like wow you you really have things that are dialed in for that exact thing yeah that cycle and you mess with that cycle it would be like making you go from sleeping 8 hours a night and staying up for the other 16 hours of the day and then all of a sudden saying well now we're going to have you stay up for 22 hours a day and we're only going to give you two hours of sleep or vice versa you need to stay asleep for 12 hours then we're going to have you get up for the 12 hours sounds just, all right to me like, yeah sounds pretty good okay yeah well yeah but it, it definitely messes with your cycle sure you know? in yeah, that okay. case they call it circadian rhythms oh yes yeah and do you know what that comes from is it hold on uh uh-huh. Is it from, uh, I might be making a fool of myself here. Okay. Wait, say the word again. Circadian rhythms. I think circadian. I'm not going to take the risk. What is it? Actually, as I asked that question, I was like, well, which one actually comes first? Well, do you know the insect, the cicada? That's what I was going to say. Yes, you were on it. I should have taken that leap. 
So, I can't believe I got nervous. It's because it, a bunch of scientists are listening to I this. I know. They, they totally are. Well, there's actually an ologies about this that I highly recommend listening to. They talk about it way more, and that's where I'm kind of taking some of my, mm. my 70% facts here. Um, but those two terms are related because the cicadas famously would be sucking on the roots of a tree for 17 years, the periodical cicadas. And then in that 17th year, they then all at once, millions upon millions that have been underground underground not talking with anybody else they'll all pop out at the same time the same year go crazy mate and then go back into the ground wow mind-blowing no one can figure out for another 17 years for another 17 years no one knows how they're communicating no one knows how cicada a is discussing with cicada b when is it time to get up. When is 17 years happened? It's kind of spooky, isn't it's it? It's very spooky. It's a little alienish. And there's a million different things like this in nature. Like if you just ask like, how do we, how do, how does the bird know that? Yeah. The, the answer is we don't know. There's a bird, I heard a story, it was a North American bird, had a nest in like New York City or something. It's like a seabird. They, took it, put it in a box, put it underneath a place where it like couldn't tell where it was, mm-hmm. shipped it over to England and released it. And the bird beelined. I mean, not like just kind of sort of went there, beelined straight back to its nest wow. on the other side of the coast, like over an entire ocean. It knew exactly where it was going. Damn. No one knows exactly how they do this. You know, one time uh, when, when planet Earth was like super popular when it first came out, yeah, 2007? Uh, I think it was earlier than that. I think it was like five or six, maybe okay. four. Um, I remember we were we were watching it, me and my family and my aunt, my elderly southern aunt was there. I don't I can't remember why. Uh-huh. But uh some it was like some I think they were showing like turtles or frogs or something. They were doing something kind of miraculous looking. Like they mm-hmm. just like this very interesting thing, you know. Yeah. You know, like on planet Earth, one of those things that they really set up and then they show and it's like, wow. Oh, yeah. It's and amazing. she was like, How do they know how to or I I I, I think I said at the time, like, how do they know how to do that? Yeah. Um, and she said, well, you know, God teaches all of his plants and animals what to do. And Yeah. <laughs> it makes me want to be like, well, what did God teach him? Was, what, what was the lesson? How did they figure pretty, that out? It was a pretty cute, funny moment. And yeah. I, like, I think I like took an inhale right. and was like, and then I was just like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep watching. <laughs> That is totally it. And the answer is phonology. Got, oh, su- phonology. Phonology. The answer is phonology. For yeah. whatever reason, these these animals and these trees and these plants all are dialed into this system. And it is not clear. Like, I, so I told you that plants, like, they, they know. They can measure these different things. Yeah. We don't know what those mechanisms are. Like, we haven't seen the photoreceptor that then says, now okay we're good Begin. Mm. we don't know exactly where that is that you can't point to one on a tree we know that they're there because we have seen them do these things but it's just a response that the tree has it's all chemical it's all chemical but you can't point to it like you can't say um over now now once it's at this level the tree starts to put on this new chemical and then that new chemical starts doing this and then this and then this and then this but there's there's nothing that says, well, what made it start making that chemical? Right. 
we know that it was the sunlight, the temperature, the the moisture content, like all this stuff. But we don't, we can't explain what that exact mechanism is. It sounds like a pretty interesting area of study. Yeah, it is. I just am, I'm, I'm immensely fascinated by it and how it's changing and what the uh, ramifications are going to be in terms of the balance that has been thrown off for a long time, but we're just continually throwing it off more and more in terms of our, our climate and these 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 cyclical things that we're, we're messing up. Yeah. I guess it all kind of, it, a lot of our conversations end that way. Yeah. Uh, with climate changing, it's changing everything on our planet, mm-hmm. uh, including these rhythms and these, these yeah. patterns. And we don't even understand them well enough to, to be able to figure out how we can help. Yeah, it's frightening. Um, yeah, it is frightening. And it makes me want to go back to a time when we didn't try to necessarily figure these things out. We just knew them. Yeah. This is the month when the leaves fall. Right. That's it. All we have to do is doing this. Now, unfortunately, we're at a time where we need to figure out why is this the month that the leaf falls so that we can figure out how that all as that month changes all of a sudden, mm-hmm. how uh, how we can react to it and what, what we need to expect. Yeah. So, unfortunately, that's where we are. But highly recommend, um, if you can, check out some phenology things and really take a look uh, about when your plants are blooming, if they did, they bloom the same time last year, or has it changed? Yeah, maybe we got a few new phenology heads on this episode. Yeah, hey, I hope so. Give it a Google. It's a it's a thing you can just follow down for a long time. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And if you're really good, you can uh, get on, make a garden that is phenol- phenologically mm-hmm. uh, blooming or like in show all year round plant plant a couple things that bloom in february that then will die off right as something comes out in march so on and so forth that's fun yeah you can have a really beautiful garden that way but you got to understand what the plants understand so that you can put those two things together you know you could do set up a, a camera yeah. And do a time lapse all through the whole year and you can see your garden do the wave oh, as things come my, and go. Yeah, that would be a fun that would be a really fun thing. Pretty cool. Yeah. How much film do you need for that? Uh I think like a million terabytes. Oh, that's easy. I got I got like I carry those around with me all oh, the time. Oh, you're talking like eight millimeter film. Yeah, I would yeah. say. Well, either one. I th- you gave me a proper response, also. <laughs> put up, put up your GoPro. You know. Yeah, that's that's fair. Your Nest camera. Yeah, you don't need to record it. You can just just have the live stream, right? Uh, you can record the live stream to your computer and yeah. use those files. Perfect. Yeah, done. You, you would need that. Yeah, I'm gonna go find a garden now, and then find step a step one. Find a com- computer that can that can um, you know, uh, handle. You know, 365 days worth of footage oh my God. at once. Turn your speed up to a, th- a few thousand and let her rip. It just let her rip. Hi-yah! Talk to NASA about finding a computer strong enough. Yeah. Hey, guys, what's up? Can we borrow your supercomputer? Yeah. We want to film a dogwood. <laughs> Would that be okay? I want to watch my garden do the weave. Yeah. Honestly, you could probably get a couple people who are like, oh, we're actually, we would love to fund that. We'd That'd love be to great. See what that is. Yeah. The BBC, for sure. I was going to say, the BBC is definitely going to do it. But yeah. they'll be like, but first, we must develop it. <laughs> <laughs> the f- the film yeah well they got to develop but they also develop the idea you know it's a yeah. double it's a double meaning thank you Alex Casey that was our discussion on phonology not phrenology I'm saying phenology that's right thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Arboretum. and we appreciate your patronage as always uh, new cone of the month cone of the month right now well let's see this is coming out on the first yep 
So let's let's spoil it, Case. Ooh, do you want it? Yeah. Okay. The cone. If you're listening to this right now, on the first or after, in the month of May, the cone of the month is an American larch. Mm, it's so much fun. It's beautiful. It's very colorful. A little whimsy. Uh, it's by Dorothy. Last name. Yep. Cannot remember. Dorothy. If you look up Dorothy Dot Cool on yeah. uh, Instagram, oh yeah, you know her her, uh, her handle. Yeah, yeah, she's an incredible artist. Yeah, and um, they're great stickers. Uh, thanks again for listening. We love you all very much, and we'll see you next time. Au revoir.